0: Hi, everyone. This is Katherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 101. And tonight, we're recapping Welcome to Night Vale, episode 116, Council Member Flynn, part three. Whew, that was a mouthful. Yeah, we finally get to find out what's happening in this storyline, this three-part storyline. As usual, we have listened to the episode, and you should probably go listen to it, because we're going to spoil the heck out of it. You know how all this works. But we open up with... Council member Flynn, uh, Tamika Flynn, the newest member of the city council, talking about how she's really comfortable with this whole city council thing because Nightvale is crime-free. Yeah, it's also running out of cash because there's just not enough money to pay for all this new police and militants and protection squads and whatever the heck else. And meanwhile, everything's closing down at what was it was at six o'clock or maybe five o'clock. Yep. So the restaurants are all closed, you know, all of the clubs, the, any late night businesses, the people who work there are losing their jobs. So yeah, crime. Yeah. It's doing really good. Fiscally, not so good. Yeah. And the city council, who's of course on vacation because they not, but they sent a postcard from Michigan. And the gist of the postcard was like, it sounds like everything's fine there. Maybe we just won't come back. Yeah. And Tamika responded with another postcard saying, Yeah, I've got this. You guys should probably stay away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're just hearing that and going, Oh, I know they're usually useless. But damn, come on, Tamika. So they went on vacation by themselves. So are them and the Night vale station management? Are they just not a thing anymore are they completely done apparently so there was literally no mention made of station management this entire time so no longer a concern for them but we also found out the results of that autopsy that Cecil didn't want to tell us last time which I call foul on that one because it was dramatic but I don't It did it really need to be sort of left as a cliffhanger bit of information? I didn't think so. No. Well, it was this was the autopsy on the bodies that were found at the green market that were supposedly uh, Tristan and his daughter Camilla. But the autopsy showed that the bodies weren't burned, they were wearing 19th century dress, and apparently they died by being pecked to death by birds. <laughs> right. So the f- idea that they died in a fire seems a little odd, but... More on that later. We also found out, as long as we're talking about corpses and bones and autopsies and everything, several bodies that have been devoured by librarians have, of course, come into the coroner's office. Interestingly, librarians only eat bones and ligaments. They don't eat skin and flesh, so they kind of look like collapsed puppets when you get them. Which actually makes the coroner very happy because she's now got lots more room in her office because it's easier (laughs) to fold those bodies up and put them away. So she's added a tetherball pole in her office now, which is... lovely bit of random info right there. Yeah, sure. And then, of course, my mind is like, what did you make the tetherball out of? Never mind. I don't <laughs> want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. So the mayor, of course, is protesting once again this curfew and the militants and how people are losing their jobs because of the curfew. What was the quote that was said about the current like militia that's keeping track of things in Nightvale? Well, uh Mayor Cardinal and the director of emergency press conferences, Pamela Winchell, uh held an emergency press conference and they talked about the fact that nobody's really Armed with anything official, I don't think, because there's no money to pay anybody. That's all volunteers. So she described it as, you know, of course, the curfew is useless because half of the town is now on one of these little groups, whatever, that's yeah. patrolling with handmade weapons carved out of branches or whatever. But she said basically, it's the whole town is filled with municipally approved armed vigilantes. Yeah, that's that's where vigilanteism gets kind of scary. You're like, eh. This could get bad fast. Yeah, it's it's sort of approved by the government, but not really controlled by it. That can be a bit scary. But Cecil, of course, bringing it back to Cecil, he's actually been pretty okay with a curfew because he's been great for binge-watching TV, which you have to admit that would be a thing that everybody it would It really do. would be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's really excited for the newest season of this documentary that he loves, Stranger Things, and I'm like, oh, aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait, but he admits that he and Carlos are getting a little stir crazy because they can't get out and do anything. Yeah, Cecil and Carlos pretty much can only play so many games of naked Uno. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, do I want to know the rules of that? No, No, no. I don't. But Uno can be, you know, strident enough without, you know, involving nakedness. Yeah, but. In addition to TV watching, though, and being a little stir-crazy, Cecil is concerned about Janice. Janice has been really stressed out lately and and looking kind of tired because she is focusing on her assists. And I mean, she is really focusing on her assists. She wants to have the best assist record anywhere so that she could be known as the best, most supportive team member. But... She passes to her team members and they don't always make the shot or successfully make the shot, even when she's screaming at them to make the shot. So. And she is the team captain, so uh, she wants to be the most supportive person, but she's just getting angry at everybody. She even yelled at Steve Carlsberg. She's never gotten mad at Steve that I know of, that Cecil's no. talked about anyway. No. While that's going on, uh, Council Member Flynn is reading up on how to do the city budget because everybody's been talking about the city budget and wondering why it hasn't been done. The Glow Cloud is wondering why the city budget hasn't been done. And Flynn has locked herself in a room reading this one really amazing novel called Microsoft Excel for Dummies. She says it's really riveting. And I'm like, I'll leave that one to you. Yeah, yeah. But she did take enough time to move the location of the upcoming Pep rally, uh, the Nightvale team is going to be playing the Red Mesa Ant Carpenters later on today uh, and to make a thought that it would be better to move it out of the high school and into the Nightvale Armory which, okay, more fine. safety sure, yeah. fine, yeah, whatever I suppose, yeah and she insisted that everybody show up and that they stand about two feet apart from each other and bring weapons and things to defend themselves with and I'm like, I could see this getting bad And in the middle of her speech, where she's talking about finance and crime and all the books that she's reading about how to do all the things that she wants to do, all of a sudden, well, they notice that Janice is not there. And everybody's confused because she's the team captain. This is a pep rally. They don't know where she is. And then the ground starts shaking. And dust is filling the whole auditorium. And Cecil decides to just take everybody to the weather so he can find out what's going on and find out what happened to Janice. And we really liked the weather. I liked the weather very much. I even looked up the lyrics and they're so much fun. And the tune was so bouncy. And it was this odd combination of like old time rock and pop and maybe a little bit of like a jazz singer in a club or something like that. Yeah. The chorus is, I can see it in their eyes. They're coming for you, honey. Painted faces, sharpened knives. Do you think it's funny? If you dress it up, you'll have to break it in, but you never look better than when you wear your animal skin. That was the title of the song. It was Animal Skin by Brian Dunn. Just really very fun, like right from the very first few chords. I think we both kind of perked up. We're like, oh, this is going to be one of the good ones. And it was. It was. It was very fun, very very bouncy. So we come back from the weather, and I, I swear to God, The story after we come back from the weather is basically, and everything is fine. (laughs) Exactly. One thing after another, all fine. Starting with the fact that the disturbance bursting up through the stage at the armory where the pep rally is taking place is city council. Because they were on vacation and their flight was kind of delayed and they didn't have a drink service, whatever, on board. So they decided to take the longer route and just, I don't know, claw their way through the earth or something? Apparently, I guess. But they immediately show up and they have tied up and bound and presented to the sheriff Tristan and Camilla, who did not die. They were committing insurance fraud by faking their deaths. Yep, that was it. And also... The city council dropped a six inch stack of paper in front of Tamika, like a mic drop, and said, and we created the budget. (laughs) It was awesome. (laughs) And also Janice arrived. She was late because she'd been practicing so hard and she realizes that, you know, you can't measure leadership. And she talks about how everybody has to, you know, work at their own skill sets and everybody needs to come together. And it was a very inspiring thing about how she wants to do better and not just with assist, but like be a better leader for the team. It was also I mean, she was talking about how she was so focused on assist because she wanted to lead everybody. But and she wanted to be unselfish. I always thought that was very funny, is of course in sports you're always talking about making the most goals. And here she is laser focused on those assists because she wants to be helpful. But she said, and I loved how she phrased it, that just measuring one stat in particular is inherently selfish. So mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't focus on something like that. And it sort of makes me think about, I don't know, current events and current leadership and people trying to focus on statistics that don't matter so that they can prove that they're winning something. Yep. I think they may have been hinting at I something. I don't think that was subtle, no. But I don't disagree with it either. But... <laughs> right along council member Flynn also gets up there and just says look I'm really new at all of this and I want the best for everybody and I want everybody to be safe and that's my goal and I'm gonna work at that and I'm gonna learn and grow as I'm doing it like seriously Everything, everything is fine. fine. Yeah, Mayor Cardinal even complimented Tamika and said, you are doing a great job. Like, what? Mayor Cardinal gave her a hug. I mean, seriously, <laughs> everything is fine. Is this what government could be like when everybody actually wants to value each other as a human being and try to help each other, maybe? Mm, that's the dream. <gasps> but they had they did have a nice quote at one point, and I forget who it was who said that. I think it was actually Mayor Cardinal when she was complimenting Tamika Flynn. She said, patience is bitter, but its fruit is mad sweet. And I'm like, oh! T-shirt moment <laughs> I also like this one with Tamika talking about how hard it was to to try to I don't know, she says she's very good at fighting. That's what she's really good at at, but you can't really fight crime individually when you're in government because it's all paperwork and budgets and all that stuff. And she said government is invasive and stupid and slow. I'm like, well that's another t-shirt moment yeah. if ever there was one. Yeah, seriously. Right now, that's I absolutely believe that. <laughs> but they are keeping the buildings painted blood red in the town because they say there is intimidating AF. They even said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> they even wanted to change the slogan of Night Vale to intimidating AF, but Tamika voted down because she's like, baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. That was the end of the episode with Cecil and Carlos are going to go out on the town. Everything is fine. <laughs> really wrapped up faster, I think, than they generally do. Or they had more going on beforehand that they wrapped up really fast. Yeah, so it was just like, the happiest of happy endings at this point makes me nervous about what's coming next. I, mean, this I know. This is a really happy ending, Of yeah. course, we've also got the book, so perhaps they're oh. sort of gearing up to anything that might develop in the book. Now, you've started reading that. I did start reading it, and I really like it. I'm probably only about four or five chapters in, though the chapters are very short, and there's already a lot of really cleverly worded phrases, and they are always saying that time is weird. And I'm like, oh, I every time they say it, I know it's not a shout out, but it could be a shout out. <laughs> well, well, we're kind of shouting out them, but they're shouting us back. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it for Night Vale. So the only other two things we wanted to talk about, we're just going to touch on them briefly, because next week we want to actually have an entire episode about these two things. So the first of those two things is that Catherine finally saw Blade Runner 2049. Oh my God, why isn't this movie just drawing in stupid amounts of people to see it? I mean, I checked today, they've made six million over their budget now. Weehee! They hadn't even broken the budget level before then. I mean, why? I don't understand. I think it's because it is... Just a very slow burn of a movie. Everybody that I've heard complain about it, they say that it's slow. And, you know, the first movie was slow. And But we're going to talk about it in detail next week, because we don't want to make this episode go on too long, especially since I have to mention that I finally watched Wonder Woman! Yay! <laughs> And I liked it. I did. Though I do have some things I want to talk about, about the Uncanny Valley, which actually did, believe it or not, enter into the movie a little bit. So, really? Um, okay. So now, yeah, CGI, yeah. I did not even consider that. Now, I was just focusing on how awesome it was to watch Wonder Woman punching bullets. Oh, it was awesome. And every time, like, I felt like in Batman v. Superman, even though I kind of skimmed that movie, you know her little theme song, the kind of the very Amazonian type of music that oh, comes yeah? in? I thought it got overused in Batman v. Superman. It was used several times in this movie, but I thought every time they used it, I'm like, yes! time." (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? That kind of reminds me, we watched a trailer of the new Justice League movie that will be coming out soon when we were watching, uh, getting ready to watch Blade Runner. Man, you could not pick two movies, sci-fi fantasy movies, that are further apart than those two. The Blade Runner 2049 and Justice League? Really? Yeah, there's nothing alike at all. I mean, you've got one that's just concentrating so much on atmosphere and then the other is just like all the explosions and all the effects though i think it's going to be fun though i I do think that the justice league movie will be fun but i'm just hoping i just i'm hoping it won't be silly well i i'm hoping they learn some lessons from the fact that wonder woman seems to have been a great big success yes yes let's do movies like that but we will talk all about those two movies next week and go into detail about all the things that we liked and spoil all the things so if you want to listen to a spoilerific movie podcast tune in next week. That will be on pixelatedgeek.com, where we've got Catherine's book reviews, we got the comic book reviews, Jordan is doing his video game reviews, Stephanie is putting up photo galleries, and Jada is always putting something up when she sees a fun trailer, when she sees a Kickstarter that she likes. We've got all of that going on pixelatedgeek.com, and Leland's new podcast, Halloween Street, which, have you listened to any of those episodes yet, Catherine? Well, I've listened to ours. (laughs) Yes, which was definitely very fun. I listened to the Star Wars costume one yesterday because we were driving up to see Leland for his birthday in LA, and his friends John and Corinne were there, and they are on the episode about Star Wars costumes, and it is very funny, especially when they're teasing Leland about being freaked out about possibly demonic babies that are crawling on the ceilings of their house. Okay. All right. (laughs) Put that on my list then. Yes, definitely listen to that. It's Halloween Street Podcast. All of that. Pixelatedgeek.com. Make sure to tune in next week for all of the Blade Runner and all of the Wonder Woman. And we will talk to everybody in one week. Talk to y'all later.